This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi. Yes, it's podcast time. Uh, Jerry Recco, who normally does the intro for the podcast, he is um, in the Midwest somewhere with Rutgers. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Oh, hi, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Uh, Jerry was in Minnesota, where we were last year for Super Bowl. It was very cold. And then he went uh, to Purdue. Okay. Which is in Indiana. Yes. Uh, And then he'll be back. um, hmm, I guess he'll be back for Wednesday show. Oh, he's out tomorrow as well. He's out tomorrow as well. And then uh, I think he's doing one of those bits where he lands on late Tuesday night, drives to work, sleeps in the office. Right. And then does the show. Because that's what uh, almost uh, 50-year-old people do. Yeah, it's not great for your body. No. It will break you down Mm -hmm. considerably. Uh, Also today of note, I thought from the show, Boomer Esiason referenced that it was the very first time he's ever been to the cafeteria, which is really about how many uh, hundred yards from where we broadcast from every day for 12 years? Yeah, probably about a hundred yards, maybe. He's claiming it's the very first time he's been... Into the back cafeteria. Which I was going to dispute. Yeah. Because do you remember the competition we had where we had a, a, a bunch of uh, women in yes. for something involving David Wright and yes, the All-Star right. Ballot? Yes. In fact, I do have a photo of he and Craig. Back there. Back there with all of the girls. Uh, we had the uh, sweatshop for David Wright. Right. Where we had uh, we ordered up a bunch of... Uh, ballots from the All Star for the baseball All Star game, and we had them. Cases we had them punching in David Wright. Yes, and then we realized that we had, like, I mean, many, many heavy boxes, and then realized we had to get them to the major league baseball offices uptown, right? Uptown, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't, I don't think they got there in time. It's possible. You're saying that maybe there was something fugazi about uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the things we did? Yeah. What I'm saying is I don't think the planning was planned out really properly. Right. It sounded great. Let's do the bit. And then we lost interest. It was more funny for on the air than yeah. uh, But I never had the heart to break it to the girls that spent hours punching right. cards so for David Wright. if any of them are podcast listeners... Yeah. Uh, now they know. Now you know, probably. But, it is but I'm not po- sure. It is possible that that's the first time he's been back there since it's been redone. Right. So it it's, is sort of new to him. Yes. The fact that there's a sink there. and Right. He wanted like to wash that. out his coffee cup. Right. Because I guess he didn't have uh, 
someone to go wash it out for him. He didn't have a uh, helper today? Yeah, right. Which is strange because all the regular people are here. Exactly. He would just make uh, CeeLo do it. I did have a dream that uh, I was working on the Boomer Esiason show. Mm-hmm. There was no Geo on in this dream. Okay. There was no Geo. There was no Jerry. There was no Eddie. There was no Bobby. Wow. It was me. The show was always on remote. Okay. Boomer was super arrogant. All right. And I had the help only of uh, no one would know who these folks are, but uh, Vicky, who was, uh, works in sales here. Yes. And Zach, who works in production. They were the only people helping me on the show. And so you, so they were there with you on this remote location, wherever it was, in your dreamland. And then here's the other weird part about the dream. I remember they had pissed Boomer off, and I had to go see Boomer to do this remote. And I thought, if I bring him a Kit Kat, it'll smooth it over. And it did. Either a Kit Kat or Oreos. Well, that's in real life, it would be Oreos. Right. I don't even know that he likes a Kit Kat. Well, you love the Kit Kat. I love a Kit Kat. Right. Uh, and then Gina told me, I was explaining this dream to her yesterday morning when I awoke. Mm-hmm. She told me that uh, some people say that in your dreams, you are every character in their dream. Yes, I've like heard that, that. That, like, Angry Boomer represents something about me in the dream. Angry Al. Wow. That's, right. That's so unusual that there would be an Angry Al. And strange that I am the one, as you pointed out, my preferred candy bar is the Kit Kat. Right. And so. yet I was bringing it to make Boomer happy. But you were really giving it to yourself. I was me. really giving it to myself. And here's the here's the key. Did you, was it one sliver of the Kit Kat? No. But what I did was I removed the outer wrapper so it was just tinfoiled. Okay. <laughs> but I gave him the full bar. Wow. Four slithers. So you had, you, so it was, which is unusual because yeah. you... Limit yourself to one. I like one slither. Right. Very detailed dream. Yeah, very detailed dream. And it it stuck with you. It did. Most dreams do not. Right. I think because when I first got up, I told it to Gina. So then I remembered. Are you one of those people who, uh, have you ever kept a dream diary? No. I've thought about doing that, but I've never really uh, been that ambitious about it. But there are some people who will, as soon as they wake up, will write down their dream. And it's a great way to remember it because it, it leaves you, so unless quick. it's vivid or horrific or something right. nasty, I usually don't remember it. It leaves you so quickly, and you're positive you're going to remember it. Yeah. Like, you wake up, you go, I'm going to 100% remember this and dream. It's gone. Gone. Right. And then I've heard the term lucid dreaming. Yes. Where you're supposed to, what's the theory behind that? Well, it's uh, to be able, and and then keeping a dream diary supposedly will help in this, is that you can control your dreams. Yeah. That I want to, you know, be an astronaut and, you know, go to Mars or whatever it is. And so you can sort of have conscious control of your unconscious dream. Right. So I don't know... Real how how real that is if that people can actually do that if there's anybody out there who uh, has control of their dreams and right. lucid dreaming let us know hit Al up yeah I think people would just do sex dreams then oh uh, well guys of right. course that would be the that would be it 
<laughs> Why else would you want uh, lucid dreams? Right. If you could, you know, just have, uh, you know, your pick of uh, the universe of women. Yes. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, I'd be sleeping uh, 18 hours a day. It is weird when you wake up and you're really shaken from a dream. Uh, yes. Like it doesn't yeah. happen often. Yeah, I uh, I have that about, I don't know, once a month at least. Really? Where I'll wake up and I'm... Um, messed up no kidding is yeah. it a recurring dream uh no so it's no. different it's things all different horrific images wow or you know yeah it's not pleasant now you take uh do you, you take medication for diabetes and that sort yes. of thing do you ever do you ever think sometimes depending on medication that we take it will affect your dream state well it it uh when i know when i'm hypoglycemic i can get pretty messed up drink. that's low like, sugar or yes when it, when it crashes yeah and also when you're when you have a fever sometimes you'll have yes. very strange dreams also the fever dreams yes sick fever dreams mm-hmm. i used to have a very bizarre repetitive dream when i would get sick my fever dream mm-hmm. this is not even a joke it was a um either a piece of poop or a piece of dirt character okay. cartoon character taking a wheelbarrow full of poop or dirt from one pile, walking it over to the other, dumping it back and forth over and over again. And that was horrific for you. It was just like I couldn't get it out of my head. And right. It so It was going to make, make me crazy. Like it was so repetitive. Right, the sameness of it. Yeah. That's very bizarre. What's more bizarre, me dreaming of a poop guy with a wheelbarrow moving piles of poop or giving Boomer a Kit Kat in my dream? I'm going to go with the poop. The poop one. Yes. With Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poop. Yeah, this was before yeah, that, that was even existed. Thing, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know. You've probably seen this commercial. I saw it all during football yesterday. That Bud Light is going to start putting nutritional labels on their packaging. Yes, the commercial with the... Uh, the um, the archers were shooting the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were shooting arrows full of uh, the, the nutritional labels. Yes. Now, I guess most places, most things do need nutritional labels, but alcohol is not one of those. And I don't know if they're doing it to be cocky, like, look, like, because uh, products love to say they have, like, only four ingredients or five ingredients. Right. And this only has as ingredients water, barley, rice, and hops. Okay. I don't know if they're trying to be arrogant, like, hey, listen, this is the most quality beer you could get. But then they also will tell you calories, 110, and carbs, 6.6 grams. Now, I know people look at carbs. I have no idea what that means. 6.6 grams. Is that a lot of carbs? For a drink, one drink, 12 ounce? ounce? That's not a lot. Not a lot. Because you think about like a 12 ounce can of soda yeah. of regular sugared soda could have 40, 40 grams carbs of sugar which is that's your that's carbs yeah that's, i always wonder this too with nutritional labels mm-hmm. how do they know like what every how do they know what a how much how many calories are in something i think the calorie it, i think it has something to do with burning like i think they actually maybe burn the food or so they do this in like a uh, laboratory a lab right and every product goes through that but then once it is known and established like this you know like a uh, like an ounce of gold weighs this much 
well, obviously it would be an ounce. That was idiotic to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? An ounce like, of gold weighs one ounce. This much gold is, is one ounce. Yes. Like this exact amount. You know, so once it's established, I think that they can rely on that and not have to do the testing right. themselves unless it's some sort of a new ingredient. Right. But I always, and and I trust it from like, let's say a big company like uh, Nestle's, right? Yes. So they all their candy bars. Right. But some Fugazi brand candy bar, how do I know they're getting the right, right. calorie amount? who's actually sugars. checking? That? Right. Like, is somebody going to say, aha? Yeah. You know, is there a, a gotcha? Well, maybe that's what our Food and Drug Administration. That's uh, what they do. That's what they do if they're not on furlough, but I'm not sure. I also love when uh, water puts a nutritional label on the side. Yes. Come that's on. tremendous. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Contains water. <laughs> right. Uh, zero, 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 zero. And like a thing like cashews will just be cashews. Right. Well, what's in the cashew? Well, you can on uh, on canisters of uh, nuts. You will yeah. see like they they'll have a nutritional label. Oh, right, vitamins and uh, fat and carbs and, right. and, and all. Also You're right. per per quarter cup or whatever right. the serving size is. Right. But like all these diet places, they'll always go uh, choose choose foods with five or less ingredients. Oh, is that like the whole thing? I don't know. We're just like that Greg. Did? Greg did the uh, whole thirty diet. Yeah, yeah, well, something that like mean? that. Like it's whole whole foods. Well, thir- Yeah, it was like whole foods, right? So so vegetables, nuts, meat. Yeah, not processed, but right? not bread. But not that- bread because that's uh, carbs, and all these all these uh, diets run away from carbs. Those kind of carbs, not like vegetable carbs, fruit carbs. So bread is no good because you're adding like the weed and the. I and guess, eggs yeah. And the- Whatever. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Yeah, too many ingredients, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, this was a perfect story for you being in here today, Eddie. Oh, is it about dogs or mm-hmm. aliens? Uh, Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Uh, Moxville, North Carolina. Multiple mm-hmm. people reported a Bigfoot with glowing eyes, glowing red eyes in the North Carolina town of Moxville. Well, it turns out somebody put up a giant eight-foot wooden statue of Bigfoot in the woods... With glowing red eyes. Oh, so there you go. Uh, so the the county uh, posted on social media on their Facebook page, this handsome fella stands on Pine Ridge Road. If you're traveling this road at night, please be advised that the eyes appear to glow. If you see this phenomena, you do not need to call animal control to report seeing Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or any other large creature. Thank you. So this was an official government agency that had to... Yeah. They had to come out. Because they had so many reports of it. The Davie County Animal Services. See, that's not the usual area for Bigfoot, which is usually the Pacific Northwest. In the mountains? Uh, yes. Or those thick woods? Right. And either or, but you know, usually it's in the Pacific Northwest. Where, like Oregon? Uh-huh. Oregon, Washington State, Montana, Idaho, Alaska, that sort of thing. They see Bigfoot. Yes. And Sasquatch. Right. And uh, down in our Pine Barrens, in our home state of New Jersey, yeah. that's where the Jersey Devil... Now, what was that even supposed to be? Uh, some sort of... Not so much like the uh, Bigfoot, not that large, I don't believe, more of humanoid uh, size, mm-hmm. or human size, I should say. Uh, and it was... There were many different reports, and some of them, it actually was... Some sort of a devil spawn with horns and like very evil looking. Uh, other people said it was a sort of a, 
a child that grew up in the wild, raised by God knows what. I <laughs> mean, there's there's so many different Jersey Devil yeah. uh, stories, but that's why the the Devils are are named that. The, the hockey team. Yes, yeah. There was a contest, and and that won back in the day. And uh, what's the chupacabra or something like chupacabra that? Chupacabra is, I believe, a, a Mexican legend. I think chupacabra actually translate translates uh, as goat sucker. Goat suckers. Yes. So they and, suck the blood of goats. Yes, and that would like you know kill livestock, and it was, uh, but also very horrific looking and uh, sort of demonic. Now I feel like I've seen photos of chupacabra. Yeah, you sure? I'm sure you have. But and it looks of like a more reasonable creature like it could exist yes versus uh this devil child that grew up in the woods right because i i think although there are probably variations but the chupacabra is like more of just an animal yeah just that's weird and maybe slightly evil as opposed to some sort of a, uh, a lost human yeah more like a um a lo- i've seen somewhere they have no fur mm-hmm. it's yes. just the scary skin animal yes and there was an X Files with the Chupacabra. Is that right? Situation back of the original one. Yes. There was also a thing where like um, cattle would lose their blood, right? Yeah, cattle mutilations. That yeah. is usually attributed to aliens. Cattle mutilation. Yes. Where right. a farmer will go out and all his cattle are right or are uh, dis- uh, what the hell is they're that dead, mean? but there's like it's not bloody. There's right. no. Uh, there's a what, exsanguinated or something like that, where all the blood is removed yeah. from the body, but no, you can't see damage. Or sometimes you see the two puncture marks. Oh, or the something. chupacabra uh, teeth. Yeah, yeah, but that's again, cattle mutilations are usually uh, attributed to aliens, right? Doing tests on you know stuff on our planet. So not chupacabra. No. All right, all right. So if you're in Moxville, North Carolina, just know. That's not a real Bigfoot. It's made of wood. But they're leaving it in the woods. They are. They are. Le- apparently, are leaving it in the so woods. So it'll become like a, a tourist attraction. Yes, I would love a photo with and the giant. Soon there will be a pullout on the road where then you can just look in and see it. Right. Great camera spot. Mm-hmm. A great picture spot. Here's a weird story from San Francisco where weird things happen. Yes. Uh, let's see. Just before 7 a.m. last Sunday, not yesterday, the previous Sunday. An unidentified man was caught on somebody's Facebook Live. He walked into the McDonald's in San Francisco with a dead raccoon carcass and dropped it on the table and sat there with it. Older fella. Okay. According to NBC Bay Area, uh, uh, their reporter Sam Brock, the San Francisco Department of Health had to go in there and make sure that the um, McDonald's got all cleaned up before they were able to reopen after they got this guy out of there with the dead raccoon, which was bleeding. Bloody carcass he brought in. The uh, video appeared to show an older man with white hair sitting next to the raccoon. Was there any... Did they... uh... Was he interviewed? Did he give any reason? I don't think so. It says uh, that he was unidentified. He did wear gloves. He eventually picked up the animal by its tail and dropped it in the garbage outside. Oh. But brought a trail of blood through the restaurant oh. and into the parking lot. Uh, yeah. That's not, that's, uh, that would ruin your Happy Meal. It does say here, Eddie, you asked. It says the San Francisco police uh, did engage with the man. The man allegedly brought the critter into McDonald's, didn't 
meet the criteria to be taken into custody for mental health detention and was released at the scene. Hmm. Wow. Even though he's sort of like, it's got to be like 18 health code violations. I would think so. You would think that would be enough to at least get him a summons. Yeah, it said it took three days for them to get the McDonald's I back have, in order. Well, yeah. Now that's the McDonald's to go to. It's got to be super clean. Oh, it's, yeah, just freshly clean and scrubbed. Yeah. You know who used to like dead uh, roadkill was uh, Tom Green. Ah, yes, he, he the Samsy guy. Yeah, Tom Green who had the TV show on MTV. He would uh, get, he would sometimes, there was a, a talk show he would go on in Canada, which was looked very Letterman-like, mm-hmm. but it was a local Canadian talk show. And when he would go on there, the one time he brought in a, a big dead raccoon oh. and dro- <laughs> dropped it right on the guy's desk. Yeah. And how did that go? <laughs> uh, not well. And then another time he found a um, a dead moose, again, Canada, on the side of the road. And he was like fake humping the dead moose. <laughs> it's just that he was a weird. He's a very strange person. He had a very strange sense of humor. Then I think he's changed. Yes, he was in here not long ago, yeah. like three years ago. And he seemed like uh, almost normal. Were you here when he was, he stopped by just a couple months ago? And yes, he did. Right, yeah. he didn't go on. He ended up did go on. He wasn't going to go on, but then, but then he, he did. He did go on. Uh, seems very normal now. Yes, but uh, back in the day, very he did strange. Some very funny skits. Yes, I love Tom Green. I would put him up there as in a, in my top five TV personalities. Really? for me, yeah. Wow. I would do Howard Stern, even though he's more radio. Yes, David Letterman, mm-hmm. Tom Green for me. I don't know who the other... Gary Shandling I would put up there. Okay. I forgot my fifth one. That's all right. Must not be that great. Obviously. If I can't so remember. So you just go with the Mount Rushmore. Oh, Seinfeld. Oh, oh. Those five. There you go. And here's a diet I don't think you'd be interested in, Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any diet? Oh, well, this one in particular. Uh, Chris Pratt. He's an actor. Okay. Uh, uh, Jurassic World. He was in that one. Didn't see that. He's starting something called the Daniel Fast. It is uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Okay. It's based on the fasting experience of the Old Testament prophet Daniel. It's really only a partial fast, though. You can eat some foods, and you cannot eat others, and you do it for 21 straight days. You're only allowed—the only thing you're allowed to drink is water, and you can only eat foods grown from a seed— so okay. vegetables, fruits, uh, let's see, well, peanuts you could do. Wheat is grown from a seed. So maybe you could eat wheat. Mm-hmm. Whole grains and legumes are also allowed. Okay. Or as healthy liquid oils such as canola, olive, and peanut. All righty. This seems like plenty of foods you could eat. Yeah, it seems, uh, yeah. Foods not allowed during the Daniel Fast include all meat, animal and dairy products, and deep fried foods. Okay. And no sweeteners. Well, yeah, okay. So you could still eat, if you could eat tons of vegetables, tons of fruit, tons of nuts. Right, Or and sugar cane. It's not processed. You just, right. you know, chew on the sugar. Right. That seems like not a bad yeah. uh, thing. This guy might not even lose weight. No, it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like he's going to gain weight on this guy. <laughs> I did the Daniel fast, the 21-day oh. Daniel fast, and I've gained 10 pounds. Now, what about the, uh, the, the, 
Jesus 40 days in the desert uh, fast. What is this one now? Well, I'm just saying, it's, I'm surprised that that hasn't been a thing. Oh, something you're suggesting maybe would be... Don't remember from Catholic school with the uh, when I think it was like when he was tempted by... I think he spent 40 days in the desert. And ate nothing? Uh, ate grasshoppers and drank some water. Really? Found. Yes. There were grasshoppers in the Jesus era? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were locusts, yeah. Grasshoppers. Oh, locusts, yeah. Yeah, very similar. Would the locusts back then attack people? I feel like they were a very mean bug. Uh, well, they would destroy crops, yeah. for sure. And swarms of them could just wipe out whole fields of, of grain. Now, why would nature make that animal, well, a locust? Well, because it was, you know, filling in a niche, I suppose. Teaching us a lesson? In evolution. I don't think it had anything to do... Well, it depends on what you were... If you were a biblical person, yeah. yes, it was when definitely... The locust. God said, I'm going to smite you, and mm -hmm. here's a bunch of locusts, and <laughs> killing your firstborn, and other stuff that nice gods do. You're right. Uh, no offense, anybody. But, you know, that sort of thing. But it, you know, I don't know, it's just... Uh, Evolution. And do we still get the locusts every 17 years or something? Here? Uh, yeah, there's many different species and different cycles. Of, yeah. Uh, the most famous is the 17-year cicada. Cicada, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there are um, other shorter-term uh, insects of that in that same class. Yeah, because I feel like I hear about the locusts or cicada mm -hmm. way more often than 17 years. Yes, that's true. Because when we were kids, I remember there was a year when I was a kid when... We had all these, all these yes, cicadas. That was the big one, one of those 17 years. Yeah, and they were like, my backyard was covered in cicadas. Yes. But with more and more like um, development and urban sprawl and all that, as things get, you know, as the ground gets all disturbed and torn up and paved over for new developments and all, all these little grubs that are waiting for the 17 years, they're, they're gone. We're throwing so, off the... Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just Rhythms. they're just gone. So there's less of them in uh, in some spots. And I had a friend when the the 17 year cicada came when we were kids. I remember this vividly. He he took an old Dorito bag, like a big bag of Doritos. Mm -hmm. that was empty. He collected all these cicadas and put them in this Dorito bag, and then he chopped it up. Okay. <laughs> Is he now serving uh, 20 to life for animal mutilation? No, he, he grew up very normal. Okay. Has a lovely family. He just had a, he had a sort of a dark side at that. Uh, that he... he probably thought he was doing good. Oh. Look at all these cicadas in our backyard. Yeah, that I put in a Dorito bag and took a rake to. He, in, a, in a sandbox, he chopped them all up. Okay. Some anger issues, perhaps, at the time. He was yeah. still working through. Where I think he worked through them, though. Yeah, obviously. He's got a lovely family and these now days. now he holds office. <laughs> you know him as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Eddie, that is the... Is it over It's already? over already. The post-game podcast. I did the warm-up with CeeLo. You'll be back here tomorrow on the... Uh, yes. On the post-game podcast. Looking to more stories about mermaids or mm -hmm. Bigfoot or whatever. And uh, my uh, childhood friends of mine who potentially mm -hmm. uh, uh, were very cruel to bugs. Who vivisected frogs in their backyard. <laughs> I had a buddy who uh, used to give vasectomies to frogs. That's vasectomy and vivisection, two different things. Two different things. <laughs> vivisection is when you, um, you uh, we did that in biology, right? Uh, where I, they, where God, you yeah, I dissect did, the frog? I, we, we, we did dissection. Vivisection is oh, different when the animal is still alive. Oh, no, we didn't do that. Which is quite cruel. Do you think they still do... 
that in school where uh, like you, you in biology? Yeah, did I say absolutely? I really? would think so. Yeah, I would think the animal rights people are totally against um, that. Perhaps that yeah, one yeah, you're talking about when they're still alive, then they're definitely oh, well, that, that that yeah that people try not to do yeah. anymore. We try not to. Well, sometimes. the aliens do that when they do the cattle mutilations. Right. Just take all their blood mm-hmm. to Mars. Yes. All right. Warm up next. See you. See you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Jerry Recco is with Rutgers somewhere in the Midwest. Indiana, I think. He was in Minnesota. CeeLo joins me. Hi, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. Jerry's in one of those states where I always would fantasize, like, I bet there's no traffic there ever. And then I went to school in Indiana. Traffic. Really? There's traffic everywhere. Where'd you go to school in Indiana? Indiana State. Oh, okay. And what town is that in? Terre Haute. Terre Haute. You may know it from Larry Bird. Ever hear of him? Yes. Legend. traffic in Terre Haute? Well, not necessarily Terre Haute, but like you go to Indianapolis, there's traffic. Okay. There's traffic all over the place. Well, near big cities, sure, yes. Right. There might a lot be of big cities in Indiana. Right. There's though. large gaps on the highway where yes. there's nothing going on. Yes, but, but that's once, the problem. Once you get off, traffic. Interesting. CeeLo, we have now that the championship games are set, here's what we're looking at for the Super Bowl. You could get either old guy versus young guy, old guy versus old guy. Mm hmm. Young guy versus young guy. That's nicely deduced by you. Thank you. Because you've got uh, Mahomes and Jared Goff. Yes. You've got Breeze and Brady. Correct. Do you think more people want to see the new guys or one last hurrah old guys? I very much think people want to see the new guys. Me too. I have no statistical analysis to back that up. done a Twitter poll on that? I just think in general people are tired of the Patriots. Right. And that's pretty clear at this point. And Sean Payton. Patriot fans. Uh, yeah, I think to a lesser extent, the the Saints, only because they, you know, they haven't been there a million times. You know, right. they had the one win over, what, who did they beat? The Colts, I think, right? I think it was the Colts. Yes, Colts. Super yeah, Bowl came back and there you go. Eddie's on top of it. Yeah, that's right. The Colts and Peyton Manning blew the lead. Colts came back. Drew Brees with his son with the, the earmuffs oh, on yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah, so they're not as stuffed down your throat as much as the Patriots have been. I mean, God, eight straight AFC championship games. I mean, come on. But I also love that the Patriots... They got a little chip on their shoulder now. Oh, wow. Because we were all here last week across the country going, I like the Chargers. And I like the Chargers. True. A lot of people were I like the Chargers. Chargers straight up. I don't even need the points. That's right. That's what I said. Not this guy, Al. You you like the Patriots? I like the Patriots. I took the Patriots. So watching that first half yesterday was kind of like, yeah, this is it's the Pats. I'm not surprised. It's typical Patriots. I got fooled by the previous week when the Chargers did something like where they had like nine defensive backs and the, they yeah. couldn't figure out. But I should have known that Belichick would figure that out in two seconds. I, forget that. I mean, to me, that was obvious. The fact that the Chargers thought they could roll the same defense out against Tom Brady yeah. as opposed to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and not really make any changes, nor did they really make any changes in the first half and they were giving up 35 points. It didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, the uh, who's their head coach? Chargers. Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. I saw. I heard one of the the guys on the broadcast say Anthony Lynn has uh, has played has coached as many games as Belichick has coached playoff games. Oh yeah. You lose. I good think, day, sir. Good, <laughs> I think yesterday was. Uh, I want to say maybe the fortieth playoff. Fortieth. Yeah. Right. I, I could be wrong on that. Incredible. But something something ridiculous like that. Yeah. yeah. 
And then I feel very bad for Alshon Jeffrey. I do as well. Because yes. he was very upset. Yes. And seemed like legitimately like this is going to hang with him for a long time. Like Ernest Biner dropping that, uh, uh, fumbling that ball against the Broncos, although he was going in for a score at mm. the time, this Ernest Biner. And Alshon Jeffrey was not, but that was such a key. I mean, obviously ended the game. Yeah, essentially, right? They ran the clock out. Yep. And now you don't get to redeem yourself for a full year. I think it, I would say, I mean, listen, in the moment, I, I certainly, I sympathize with him. Or I like the fact that you could see it mattered to him yes. a lot. Um, but I think it softens the blow that the Eagles obviously just won a Super Bowl. A little bit. Okay. Maybe not in that moment, but I think... So, like, you saw in Chicago what happened to Cody Parkey when he missed the kick with the Bears fans, right? Right. I don't think you're going to get that. I think with the Eagle fans, it's like they're still just having come off the Super Bowl. He was a part of it last year, and it's kind of like, ah, all right, you know, it stinks, but feel bad for him. Hey, better luck next year. That right. Kind of deal. Maybe and not, I, but that, I, was, that was my sense. And I thought Nick Foles was very nice to go over to him. Oh, well, I mean, have you ever heard Nick Foles talk? I mean, he seems he's, like the nicest guy on the planet. He's so. pleasant. Yes, very much so. And then... I couldn't get over, and I just thought of it this morning. When I saw it on my television, I was visibly shaken. And then I thought, let me go to Twitter, which I shouldn't have done. Let me go to Twitter (laughs) to see what if anyone else noticed this. So I went to Twitter, and I typed in Carson Wentz's neck. Oh, God. Yeah, I noticed it. So they, they took a couple shots of Carson Wentz. He has giant, what appears to be, like, red pimples. Yeah, he's got some acne going on. All over the back of his neck and the and the side. Yeah, not just his neck. I mean, he's got, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to make fun of the guy or right. anything. But, yeah, he's dealing with some, some issues there. Yeah, so I was hoping to get actual news, like Carson Wentz has this condition he's dealing with. What did I get? I got Carson Wentz says an alien. Carson Wentz has herpes on his neck. <laughs> Is Carson Wentz a beekeeper in the offseason? <laughs> I mean, it was just... Or when he's injured. <laughs> one after another, I yeah. couldn't get any real news. I don't think there is any real news. I think he's just, just a acne? dude that's dealing with some... Yeah, I mean, I've always that noticed stinks. it on his face. I, again, who cares? Oh, he's got it on his face as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if that's as visible or noticeable because you're not... Because I think with the face, it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, you're used to yeah. seeing that with people, but when it's all over the neck, maybe it's a little bit more... Yeah, I, I don't know. Or the so, fact that he had a hat on, maybe he didn't notice it as much on the face. Yeah, maybe. I guess the the real thing to learn here is don't go to Twitter looking for actual well, news. Yes, as I did. Correct. This or in those those instances, right? I, I don't was, know that you're going to have any uh, fast breaking news on those types of no. items. Yeah. yeah, breaking news for a guy signing uh, sure. uh, on a team or uh, Manny Machado signing. Yes, go yeah, to Twitter. As long as you're following the right people and you don't fall for the fake. Right. Know, that's that's what happens in those instances. Trying to figure out what's going on with Carson Wentz's neck, don't go to Twitter. Right, as if he doesn't have enough going on with right. the injury to the back and people saying, oh, the Eagles should trade him and keep Foles. Now we got to worry about what's going on with his skin and right. his neck situation. All right, so now I'm off of that. I'm okay. done with that. All right. And they've also f- solved that problem is what do we do with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz? They've solved it? They solved it because if he went to another Super Bowl or another champion, you know what I mean? So because the ball went through yes. on Jeffrey's hands, Absolutely. that means Nick Foles is gone? Yeah. All right. In fact, if I was uh, Eagles ownership, I'd go down to Alshon De- Jeffrey and go, thank you for dropping <laughs> right. that. It put us in a great spot. <laughs> right. I know we lost, yeah. but we would have been in a very tough spot here. Tough. Solved our problem. We don't Solved have to make our problem. Now. All right. And I enjoyed this story, um, CeeLo. Chiefs Jeff Allen. 
got stuck in the snow on his way to the game, I guess. Yeah, or, it was. Uh, it was Saturday on the way morning. To, Saturday. It was, it was snowing heavily in Kansas City. Yes. Snowing heavily. He was driving himself to the game and got stuck in a good Samaritan. Helped get him free. Yes. Now, because this was the Chiefs' Jeff Allen, no one knows who that is, <laughs> even in Kansas City. The guy helped him not knowing that he was a Chiefs player. So then he wanted to reward this guy for his good Samaritan behavior. Uh, didn't get his information at the time, but took to Twitter. So in that case, Twitter was good. Twitter's used in a lot of good ways as well. They found the correct David in Kansas City, and this guy's got himself championship game tickets. Now, maybe I've read incorrectly All right. another instance where you know maybe Twitter's misleading. Maybe this was a oh. false headline. Did Uh-oh. I not read that this gentleman was homeless and living in his car? I did not read that. So I could I, be, I could have that wrong. Now. I generally... Read the headline? Yeah. And I think then, that was in the headline, but I don't know. I did not see that. Because I find it, I'm wondering how then, how Twitter managed to help track down a right. homeless gentleman living in his car. Now, maybe he's a, again, I don't know enough about, I mean, the Chiefs have a tremendous fan base. It's known all across the league, considered one of the best environments in the NFL. So, I don't know, maybe this guy's like a super fan who, you know, just happens to not have a home. I'm not sure. Or maybe that part of the story I had incorrect. I'm going to Google that, CeeLo. Yes, we'll look into that during the break. Uh, Google that and Carson Wentz's neck. And when we we return, (laughs) I've got a quick thing on the the Jets that I would like to uh, discuss with you, CeeLo, seeing as you're a Jets insider. Mm. Uh, In just a moment. Okay, go. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, Boomer and Geo at the top. Saints over the Eagles. Pats blew out the Chargers. So you got Saints, Rams, NFC Championship game. Patriots, Chiefs, AFC title. The Jets to introduce Adam Gase today. Knicks lost to the Sixers. Rangers fell with Columbus. The Islanders took care of the Lightning. Go ahead, Al. So Matt Rule is saying that he didn't take the Jet job because he didn't want to be in, quote, an arranged marriage yes. where they were evidently going to pick his uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, they wanted some say. Yes. Some say. They weren't comfortable with the names that uh, he provided. Right. So I see, but he's the coach at Baylor, yeah. which is in Waco, Texas, or just as I, where Chip and Joanna are from uh, the HGTV show. Okay. Where they fix up all those shows where when you watch them and you live around here, they go, uh, uh, they have this house in Waco. It's uh, $80,000, <laughs> four bedroom. And yeah. people are like, I'm not sure uh, <laughs> getting my money's worth. I wouldn't leave that area either. Yeah, I guess that's true. Isn't he originally like a Jersey guy, though? Or some somewhere in the even better. Now he now he knows what it's like here. I Go guess. live in Waco. I mean, it's football right. Monday on the fan.